Welcome to the Arrest or Mimics podcast with your host Ben Talon. Guten Tag and welcome to Arrest or Mimics. My name is Ben Talon. This is the Original Thinking and Creative Innovation podcast. Hello everyone. I hope you're good. I hope you're inspired. I hope you're feeling motivated and creatively fired up because if not, you haven't been listening to this show, have you? <laughs> well, go and do it because I love doing this show and it's all full of wonderful guests who kindly give me their time every week. So I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope you've been enjoying the recent guests. We've had Paul Shipper on the show. We've had Stan Chow. We've had smart visuals with graphic scribing and live uh, storytelling illustration. So much creative talent out there and I used to get very daunted by it all when I was starting and now I get very inspired because I'm lucky enough to go and sit in their rooms and bring them to you every week. The weather this week is student ambushes. <laughs> yes, I get ambushed by students all the time, but none more so than today's guest, Hazel Mead, in the best possible way. Lovely lass, very talented student. I'm going to tell you her story and give you an insight into what students are going through right now. Um, but first, a little thank you to my wonderful sponsors who keep this show free every week. Illustrationweb.com, Illustration Limited, my agency. A uh, great bunch of people representing over 200 different artists. Founding sponsor of the show helped me get it off the ground. It was Harry's idea, the MD. He said to me, you can talk, you can run your mouth, you love this industry, you're very proactive. Have you thought about podcasting? I hadn't, I did, and here we are. So thank you to those guys for helping me out in that way. Go and have a look at their range of great animators, illustrators, set designers, lettering specialists, fashion illustrators. Ugh, I could go on. Rich bags of talent. Go and have a look, illustrationweb.com. Heartinternet.co.uk came on board not too long afterwards with a lot of faith for my little numbers. <laughs> uh, they're getting to medium numbers now. We're getting more listeners all the time, so please do spread the word if you like the show. But Heart took a leap of faith, so I have them to thank for that, and they support the show. Ongoing every month, it's very kind. It means I can do it for free every week. I can travel to see my guests. I can put together, hopefully, good and inspiring shows. Um, so... This week's little tip from Heart, a little digital tip, which is what I do every week. They do hosting, they do um, SEO, they do all the stuff that you need basically to be prominent and to be in a good position and maximise your presence on the internet. Hazel Mead. So I'm sitting on my single bed at my parents' house over Christmas, uh, just relaxing. I promised myself I wasn't checking the emails, I wasn't doing any client work. And I crept on to my social media. Um, and I get a tweet from Hazel Mead and she's a student had sort of been in my uh, circles for a while somebody who was there in my networks you know appreciating stuff I'm putting out there and vice versa um, and she tweets me saying look what I got for Christmas and she's holding a copy of my book Champagne and Wax Crayons which is kind of my story of, of breaking into the industry and turning my hobby into a profession and I get a huge buzz when that happens because I'm a, I'm a first time author and it's all very new to me so this is a, a wonderful thing um, so Hazel's holding the book and she's going, my mother didn't even know that I wanted this, but she got it for me for Christmas by chance. So I love that story. So anyway, I messaged Hazel saying, absolutely love that. You've put a smile on my face. Thank you for letting me know. So we start a little conversation and Hazel says, hey, look, I'm down in Essex over Christmas. Um, I'm going to be coming back up to uni at Coventry, but in the interim, is there any chance, and I know it's really cheeky, I could pop by your studio? So I said, yeah, look, I don't see why not. We'll see how busy I am. I will let you know near the time. I sometimes do have people buy. If I've got the time, I like to help people out. And Hazel 
did come by. So she came by for coffee, we sat and talked, she had a look at the studio space, and she was a top lass, and she started telling me some very funny stories about going very old school and rocking up at the doors of a few magazines, which in this day and age I don't actually recommend because people do get pissed off with that style. It used to happen back in the day. People used to be like, yeah, okay, look, I've got five minutes coming. Um, and they would appreciate the bollocks that you had for doing that. Uh, but with Hazel, I don't... It's quite funny. She's going to tell us the response she got from turning up at The Guardian, turning up at um, uh, another few magazines. It's really quite a funny story. But this really endeared her, and I, I, I respected her attitude. And I, you know, I thought, okay, cool. She's still at uni. She's still finding her feet. Um, but this this was great. And it all came about from, you know, connecting with me on Twitter. So there you go. There's a little tip. Get in touch with people. Tell them if you've had a good moment. Like with the book, she took the time to tag me and send me the picture, and I really liked it. And I reached out to her, so I was able to give her some tips in the studio. She's since been down to London. She met Stan Chow with me uh, just after I interviewed him before the Yoelo meetup in London not too long back. So it just goes to show, um, you know, there are nice people out there who give you time. I can't always do that. I don't always do that, but on this occasion I did, and it paid off, and it was great, and it was a wonderful feeling to be able to help Hazel. So do that. You know, if you've got something to share, something to show, work you like, you never know where it might lead. So that is thanks to heartinternet.co.uk. Printed.com, last but very not least. They came on board um, and I had a few more numbers by this point. So I was able to start moonlighting and sort of saying I want another sponsor. And I was using Printed.com at the time. I liked what they were about. We had a courier not turn up with one of my orders and printed with very apologetic, great customer service and they really did sort out the issue with me and uh, make sure I was happy customer once again so I thought this is cool, I can get behind that, it's, this isn't a hard sell, this isn't a false sell. So they loved the show and they jumped on board so I have them to thank for that and they do over 90 different products, all different finishes, um, great great stuff, concertinas, they've got loads of fancy stuff that you can really customise your print order and like I say it's a very easy interface, very good customer service. Um, and I thought it was better, since this is a bit of a student deal today, I thought I'd talk about, it's that time of year now, I don't know who remembers being at uni, but I was pretty behind when it came to getting a website, getting printed material and all that kind of stuff. So I got a, I got a bunch of postcards done when I was at uni and they weren't very good, I didn't really put much time into them and I cut the corners on costs and everything as we do because we're students. But it is that time of year when you're now going to be going to degree shows as a student, you're going to be getting out into the world and people are going to be asking where they can see your stuff so it's really important to get a nice business card, a nice postcard, whatever works for you personally. Think about that and think about how you might encounter that first person. I've got bucket loads of stories of people who've not been long out of university and had a big break. Um, whether it's been by chance, they've been seen at the right time, in the right place. Just spread your wings, heighten your odds, make sure you've got your materials to hand that you can leave with someone. Um, and that is courtesy of printed.com, so thanks to those guys. So, like I said, the story goes. Hazel came to my studio. She was a top lass, and I liked what she was about. I liked her attitude. So I asked her if I could ambush her there and then for the podcast. And she said, yeah, because she jokingly said, look, you know, maybe in five years' time, if I've done anything in the industry, maybe I could end up on your show one day. And I said, you know what? I like your attitude. I like what you're about. Do you want to do it right now? And it was a bit shit. It was my fault. I wasn't prepared. I thought I'd do it on the fly without any notes, and it didn't. It was cool, but... I said to Hazel, look, I'm coming to do a talk at your university at Coventry. Um, I know Jay Taylor, the course leader there, is going to be on the show coming up soon. And 
she said, cool, I'll come in. So she came in, she came in from a, she was in the different studio. I was doing a talk for the second years, Hazel's on the third year. And we found a little sound room, a little recording booth at university. And we talked about everything that Hazel's going through right now as a student. So I want to talk about how it felt to do that, to kind of reach out to me and want to come to the studio and how it felt to go to like events like Yoilo and talk to established illustrators uh, and how Hazel had to overcome a tendency to follow the rules and be a sort of, be a nice girl and, and you know, and, and be relatively shy and, and how she's gone about forcing herself to talk to people and how that's paid off and uh, whether it has indeed paid off. So we're going to talk about how she's feeling hitting the home straight now of university and education. Was it worth it? How does she feel about the fees at university these days? Um, what she picked up, what the tutor's been like in engaging her and getting her prepared for industry. It's a really fascinating insight into what the modern day student is going through. But also the things that you've got to think about. I come back at Hazel with a few examples of the things she's going to need, the things she's going to need to think about. So it's a must listen for anyone in the, in the same boat, anyone recently graduated. And it's a really good insight for people like us in industry who've been there a little longer and want to know what the next generation is going to be like. So thanks to Hazel for taking the time to come and do that. Get me your feedback on the show at Arrest All the Mix on Twitter. Um, the next day, actually, uh, after my talk in Coventry, the Association of Illustrators turned up to do a talk, and Hazel dropped me a text going, "Hey, you'll never get well. Guess what? Um, got Lou Bones in from the Association of Illustrators, and she's just plugged your podcast in the talk." So I was like. Boom, that's really cool. Um, so thanks to the AOI, they've been doing a great job of supporting this show, so I give them a little shout-out in return. Go and sign up with them. It's as simple as that. You won't invest a better bit of money when you're getting started out because it's a minefield when it comes to copyright and pricing work. Um, all the things that we don't want to do as artists. The AOI are a fantastic resource for doing that. They've got a great members backend, advice for pricing in all different fields, all the stuff that stresses you out when you think about the industry and leaving university. So go and check them out, theaoi.com. So without further ado, you find me commandeering a student's time in a little random sound booth at Coventry University, finding out everything about someone in the eye of a student storm. Right, well, well, so what is your background? Let's start with your background, because you're studying now, right, in your third year at Coventry? Yep. Um, on what course? It's fine art and illustration. Uh, so I came to uni with a heavily fine art background, but I wanted to get into illustration. Yeah. Um, and yeah, slowly over the three years, I've kind of lost the fine art side of me, and now I'm solely illustration, I would say. Okay. When you said, what do you mean when you say heavily fine art background? Um, so... It was a fine art course that I was studying, so I hadn't even touched illustration before I came to uni, and then the illustration side has just taught me so much, uh, because I kind of came to uni thinking, oh, illustration, it's book illustration, and I didn't realise that all the other sides to it, just like editorial and yeah. comic books and all that um, stuff that goes with it. Um, so now I'm heading more towards editorial illustration, I think. I can see a, okay. a career path that yeah. way. Has the, has the degree been good for that in terms of uh, sort of showing you with the possibilities and giving you a sense of where you might go? Oh, so much. Like, um, I thought I was just going to learn sort of how to draw and things, but no, they've told us how to have a career in it and they're all practising um, professionals as well. Mm. So they've kind of taken their mistakes and highlighted them, like, what not to do. Um, okay. And we've been getting all these lectures about taxes and promotion and branding, and it's scary thinking about that kind of stuff now. But it's just what you need. Um, does it part? Does a part <laughs> of you? Does a part of you feel? Do you still get that kind of? Oh 
God, like an afternoon listening to something about this? Or have you reached a point now in your third year where you're kind of like, I kind of need to know this stuff? <laughs> well, I was always very nerdy anyway, so I'd always be the one like taking all the notes down okay. and then yeah, everyone yeah, would copy yeah. them later. <laughs> <laughs> you should charge So I've for always that been that. <laughs> I should. I should. <laughs> Missed a trick there, yeah. <laughs> Have you found that very important in terms of, you mentioned about um, the tutors and um, industry experience. I mean, just certainly in my experience at university, I, I was the, like you said there, I was the one who was practically following them out to the car park <laughs> to get every bit of insight I could about the industry because I'd, you know, you get into your third year and you think, oh my God, that stuff's coming. So I need to know. Have you, have you found that vital? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I sort of try and befriend everyone um, that I think could be useful <laughs> to it as well. And that I just like having lots of friends. But um, yeah, they're just taught me such a lot about the industry and I think it's really important to kind of come in and speak to them as mm. they're here we might as well yeah. take advantage of them well the thing the thing is and I always say this to people looking back I certainly feel like I underappreciated having three years worth of a studio environment and people coming to me to share their yeah. industry experience <laughs> like even though I was a bit of a glutton for it I still feel like I didn't maximise that. And when you get in the real world and you have to pay for a studio, you have to email people to ask for their time, it suddenly makes you think, shit. Yeah, <laughs> and actually I uh, first noticed it when I went home for Christmas because I needed a scanner. <laughs> and my mum has this scanner and it was a really shit one. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up having to take pictures of my illustrations on my phone and then trying to edit them all together that way. And Oh, really? Yeah, and then I thought, ah. Oh, I wish I was back at uni with yeah. all the really high quality printers and scanners and all the uh, equipment and studio space. Oh, <laughs> There'd always be a group of people that graduated with like, I don't know, a screen printing portfolio and, and, and haven't really thought about where they're going to do that in the real world. And it's like, ah! Yeah, actually second year I did a lot of printmaking and then I thought, I, th- I don't know, something just switched and I thought, hang on, where am I going to get access to studios? And I'd just been doing a lot more kind of handmade just drawing just solid drawing and mm. experimenting materials <laughs> <laughs> so how are you feeling now coming up because i mean we're, we're, we're doing this here in march and how long have you got left um i think the degree show is may the end of may so, so not, not long, long. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you feeling um i think how everyone's feeling kind of nervous but mm. excited i just want to make a go of it now yeah and see if i can actually make a living out of drawing mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I went with you to this um, Yo Illo event, uh, which was really helpful. And it was just nice to be in a room full of people drawing for a living. Mm. And that's given me a big confidence boost, actually. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? I, I have a shared studio with other illustrators. And when I started, I was in a position where my, my confidence had crashed at that point. Mm. And it was... I was working in a full-time job. Absolutely nothing wrong with that because it funds what you're doing. I always yeah. hasten to say that to people. There's nothing wrong with taking a full-time job because it gives you the freedom. You know, Sometimes you can be moulded too soon by clients if you haven't yet found your thing and you're getting work. Mm, yeah. But my point being, um, sharing that studio space and hearing from other people in industry makes it seem real and they're real and they're just humans like you. And when you meet them yeah. on close and personal, <laughs> did you find that? Did it take away that aura of kind of... Like, that they're somewhat, you know, God, almost. Yeah, it did, because um, I sort of had in my head that they're sort of slightly on a higher level, and then you're just talking to them, and they're just like me, and they're mm. just kind of nice, and they're nervous and shy, and yeah. like a lot of illustrators. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing was, wasn't it, like, you'd, 
Well, I mean, tell us the story of because what what happened? You messaged me saying you're going to the next Yo Willow talk, which is yeah. an illustrator's meet up in London, and these guys put on a talk every quarter or so. Anyway, and I said yeah, and we both missed out on tickets. Yeah, so I think I jumped on the waiting list pretty quick and got one, but you hadn't, right? So yeah, then. I think there was a waiting list of a hundred. Willow right? said, yeah. Wow. So I mean, we'll tell us a story about what happened then because <laughs> I think it's a good lesson for, for people. <laughs> Well, I was going to go to the meet-up anyway afterwards, and then I thought, you know what, I might just turn up and see if I can get in without a ticket. <laughs> because what's the worst that can happen? They can just say no. Yeah. Um, so I did, and I met you, Ben, um, before the event, and we sort of went in the back way, and then... Um, Everyone was hugging and kissing, and then I recognised Willa, who I'd been emailing, and she said, oh, sorry, there are no more tickets left. <laughs> and then I said, I'm Hazel, uh, I've been emailing you. <laughs> Would it be okay if I stayed? Like, obviously, if not, just say. And then she said, yeah, go on then. It's good to be cheeky. <laughs> and the best thing was, because you turned up and I'd just finished a podcast with Stanley Chow, who was talking at the event. And... Yeah. Um, so I guess not only did you meet Stan, but then he, he said, didn't he? And I think he would have gone through with it if he said, if you can't get in, like, pretend, oh, yeah, like, pretend you're my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that, actually. That's the thing, and it, and it would have worked, and it's proper cowboy style. But, but I've got so many little doors opened because of that. So I guess my question is, is that something that comes naturally to you, or is it something you're kind of embracing now, learning as you go? I don't know. Like, what are you like as a person? Are you... It's not natural to me. I'm such a goody two-shoes, I follow all the rules, but I just, I hate that about myself as well, so I'm trying to break out of that, I think. Well, you're doing it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> for the listeners, Hazel got in touch at Christmas and turned up at my studio, invited, for the record. <laughs> yeah. Said, you know, come, come on down kind of thing. But then um, you told me some great stories, which I'm hoping you'll share about turning up at certain offices uninvited. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was... Uh, summer was it the summer before this one just gone oh no was it this summer no it was this summer actually and um, so between second and third year yeah and I decided right I need to get some kind of commission um I don't know how to get in touch with all these studios you know what I'm just going to look up these addresses and go around and knock on doors (laughs) and bring some cakes because they might like some cakes (laughs) because I think um yeah the lecturers gave us some advice that everyone likes beer and cakes so you know bring some cakes (laughs) and so I got the addresses and uh, the first place I tried was Wired magazine and I knocked on the door nothing was happening and then some man came along and uh, said oh yeah their offices have moved so that wasn't the best start and then I tried the spectator and like looking back I don't know why I tried the spectator because that's not the kind of (laughs) magazine I'd really want to be working for um, but I hadn't done my research, I just thought, oh, they did political cartoons, I'll try them. Mm. So then I knocked on the door of the Spectator, and it was the grandest, poshest uh, building I'd ever seen, so I already felt really intimidated, and <laughs> the receptionist was very posh, and she said, and oh, what did I say? I said, uh, oh, can I speak to Fraser Nelson, please? Uh, I've got a portfolio, I'm an illustrator. I'd left out the student bit, because I thought, I want to seem professional, even though I was turning up. You're not going to win anything, are you, by saying student? No, no, everyone always looks down on you when you say student. So I've learned to yeah, hide that. Unless you're at a restaurant, then you get, <laughs> then you get student discounts. So. <laughs> so good. This is why I wanted you on the podcast. <laughs> um, 
And then she kind of looked at me and said, and gave me a telling off. She said, you can't just come in here and ask to speak to the editor. And I said, oh, okay then. But she said, I'll bring his assistant down. <laughs> so I got his assistant's business card and I, yeah, I got sent away with an email address. And then I tried a few other places and I just got sent away with email addresses. Well, you've got email addresses? Yeah, I never heard anything back. No, but, but I've um, worked with people and not had a reply for seven years and then got commissions out of them. So mm. it doesn't mean you're not on the radar. Mm, okay, I'll bear that in mind. Yeah, definitely worth keeping in mind because it does feel, I warn you now, it does feel pretty soul destroying when you send out like 100 emails and you get two courteous responses. Yeah. But what I will say is it doesn't mean you're not on the, on the radar. It's just that now especially, I mean, I'm talking about 2008 when I started out, but now, mm-hmm. 2017, you know, cuts have happened, people are carrying two jobs essentially on their back as art directors instead yeah. of one. They really don't have the time. Um, therefore, it doesn't mean that you're disregarded or, or ignored. It just means they probably don't have time to get back to you. But what that means is you have now more of an onus to stand out. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean, you know, think about it, send something in the mail, um, avoid the... Yeah, because they're, they're, I mean, they're opening well. their inboxes to hundreds of emails every day now. So immediately you're swallowed up in that, in it. and you're probably going to be in a portion of that email list that says, um, "Can wait till later," mm-hmm. or just bin. And that's no yeah. indictment on your work; <laughs> it's just their their workload. It's as simple as that. So you have to sort of either come through, the, you know, come the mailbox. So they have to, you know, they're going to open a letter. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And if it looks good, you go on the shelf. So yeah. immediately you're ahead of a, a large swathe of people who've gone down an email route. Mm-hmm. So there's all that stuff to think about. Yeah, I'm trying to think about um, what I can send out as promotional material at the moment. Like that's, that's kind of my next um, thing on my list, actually. Um, because the lecturers say, you know, everyone sends postcards, you're just going to end up on the wall, try and be a bit different. So I was thinking maybe a calendar or something, but mm-hmm. then I wasn't sure about costings. and mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all this stuff to think about. And Yeah, um, yeah who was it? Uh, one of the lecturers said, you really start to notice... Um, inflation of stamps and you really start to care when you have to send out a mailing list of like 2,000. <laughs> you, do, you do and that's that's why I, me personally at the minute I'm going less numbers more personal care mm. personal attention yeah. I want that person to feel like I've really taken the time to come directly to them and no one else you know. Yeah. And then you can target the people that you really want to work for as well yeah. I guess. I was just, I mean, I'll tell you from experience like, if mm. I get a blanket email I, I immediately the part of me dies it's like I think well, hang on, you've not even put my name. It's like, hello all, sorry for oh, the blanket. No. It's like, well, you, before you start in, you've yeah. apologised and you've already... Uh, and I think if it, every now and again, if it's important or it's an opportunity, I will pay attention to it, but mm-hmm. only then. Therefore, personalisation is the key. Like People like to feel respected and... and special. Important. Yeah, they do, yeah. I'm sure you as a student like to feel the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if your lecturers take the time to come and talk to you, I'm sure it feels pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I yeah. think we really get that here as well. Yeah. Yeah, just um, they're really caring and if you've got any problems, they're always happy to listen. Mm. And is, is there a good onus, has it been a good onus placed on independence? I mean, are you really encouraged to do that, to go out there and, you know, start looking early for opportunities to get a website, for example? Yeah, I think you have to as well. You have to be really, you have to manage yourself well because... You know, it's not school anymore, and I think a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking it's like school and everyone's going to be telling you what to do, but you can get advice, but at the end of the day you've got to, I, I think, just have the ambition and drive mm. to go for things and set up websites and social media. Yeah. 
Mm. I'm sure you've learned that through, through your own work, that if you work hard and show initiative, that your achievement will meet you halfway. Has that been the case? Yeah, definitely. You can always um, tell they're sort of more willing to put effort in. Well, no, for everyone, but if you're putting the effort in, they'll yeah. put the effort in back. Well, I mean, look at the reason we're sitting here today. It's like you reached out to me to come and see my studio. It's not a hassle for me to open the door and chat to someone and pass back some advice, which people have done for me in the past. But beyond that, I liked your attitude with become mates, and it's like, and, and I've sort of when you said about you, I was like, yeah, come down, it'd be cool, you know. Yeah, it's, more than more than me thinking, yeah, you'll learn something from that. That, <laughs> that, 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 that will be patronising, and I don't have that yeah. attitude because I like what you're about. Therefore, I'm just like, well, yeah, come down, it'd be a good social. We'll have, we'll have a beer. Yeah, yeah, it's just so, nice to it's cool. kind of make friends. I think in the industry as well mm. because you, yeah, it's just kind of. I feel a bit more integrated at the moment, whereas before I felt very yeah. alien and like I wasn't, I didn't know anyone in mm. the industry except for my lecturers, really. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you now. After yeah. after um, like the next when I when did I speak to Rod? Oh, I think it was just before I left. Oh, anyway, there was some correspondence afterwards, and he, he mm. I'm talking about Rod Hunt, who was like one of the biggest names in the industry, and he's like oh, yeah. so passionate about the illustration industry, like former chairman of the AOI, and he like said to mm. me like. That Hazel's attitude, he was like, I love it. He was oh. like, he, he was genuinely like really quite glowing about it. He said, you know, it just keeps that up and develops, you'll go far because that's like, you know, and that's high praise. That's like, you know, this is a guy who's been going 20 years wow. in the industry, yeah. you know? So that's like, people do notice it. That's yeah. the thing people do. I mean, yeah, people are busy. Yeah, people have got workloads. But if you're personable and you do get to things and you and you are just a nice, a good person, you know, yeah. you don't sort of over try. It's like, people like that if you're just friendly and personable you yeah, know, I think that's, that's what I'm going to try and do as well just be nice and yeah. see where it gets me that's the thing and it's like and I always think you know I always go the extra mile with clients you know it's like if I got a job and, and let's say I see an opportunity for it to, to bleed onto the next page for example I'll be mm. suggestive I'll try and do that I'll give them a little extra and I think they like that people come back they like when you've made their life easier yeah <laughs> that's what it comes down to it's like we all put people on pedestals art directors and things but ultimately They've got a job to do, and if you can make their life easier and be reliable and nice, then yeah, <laughs> yeah, they don't want to work with. Nope, getting out of bed is going to be easier for them Probably. in the morning. Yeah, you know. So, in terms of style, are you, are you where are you, where where do we find you uh, in terms of your illustrative style? Are you are you confident yet? Do you feel like you found the style, or is that something you're still working on? Uh, oh, I hate the word style, but I think I'm getting there with the style. At the moment, I'm just um, using pens, pencils. Um, inks, watercolours, yeah. um, and then I always kind of digitally edit it together. And yeah. at the moment I've tried to um, limit myself to a kind of colour scheme to make everything seem like it fits together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've created uh, my own font and I always kind of use the same font. So at the moment I feel like I'm gradually yeah. getting things together, like a coherent portfolio. I- I'm still not there. And yeah. <laughs> I did a... I, actually, I took your advice because you said anything you don't like on your website, get rid of it. So I slaughtered my website. I got rid of half yeah. of it, over yeah. half of it, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's good to be ruthless. I mean, even if you've only got six pieces on there, but they're all good and you believe in every single one mm. of them, people people will, that's tangible. People will, will see your belief and, and, and confidence, you know? Yeah, and I'm quite fussy as well with my own work. I'm really picky, and so as I... Um, get older and I do more work, I end up not liking the my earlier work. Mm. I don't know if that's the same with everyone. But. It's always, <laughs> always. I had a conversation with Jay, one of your lecturers, but on the way yeah. here today, um, 
about that very thing. He's been showing me some of his paintings, and I'm not joking, they've blown oh, my mind. Amazing. Like he, He's next-level stuff, and I really didn't expect to see that. I looked at Jay's work and thought, like, I, I've always loved it. Yeah. But I didn't see that leap, and that blew me away, and I thought, oh, my God, wow. You yeah, know, no, it's like, cause... point being, uh, we all look back and, and cringe at our early stuff. All, and I hope <laughs> I always will, because that will show that I've always progressed. Yeah, I don't think I could stick with one thing um, for a long period of time. I hate getting boxed in, mm. and as soon as I feel boxed in, I'll do something different. Yeah. Yeah. I think it comes down to... People say style, and I think that sometimes boxes a few people in. And yeah, it's important to have a recognised visual mm. kind of characteristic. But what's more important is that you find you. You know, something, yeah. something that um, that you feel you're you're able to get your voice in there and, and, and reflect your personality and your I don't know, just doing something for your soul. You know, yeah, definitely. Do you I do you enjoy so. the process? I mean, are you enjoying creating things? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I love one of my favourite parts of it is kind of come like the initial creating of the ideas and when you get that light bulb moment you think oh, yes that's what I'm going to do and then you can just go with it yeah yeah it's incredibly exciting and um and also I just think you should go without fear you know easier said than done when you're graduating as I know mm. from experience you're all bricking it and, <laughs> yeah uh, and I'm telling you, myself I'm not but I am a little but bit but that's healthy and that's that's a good fear you know it's like mm. we're, you're always going to get that whether it's a project deadline setting up a new website I don't know there's always going to be that fear and there always should be otherwise I think complacency can creep in yeah um, but as long as you're enjoying the process and you're enjoying creating you will find a way oh yeah definitely I'll keep doing it anyway even if I do uh, kind of get a part time job or a full time job in yeah. something else I'll spend all my evenings and weekends I think mm -hmm. just drawing and trying to make a freelance career yeah it's the way to do it Here's a curveball question. How do you feel about fees at university and the idea that that might stop someone having the experience that you've had? I know it's a really difficult sort of subject, but and it's, it's really awful that we have to pay this much, but it hasn't affected me in that I don't see the money being taken out. And the way it's been described to us is... It will only be a small percentage of your earnings. So if you're earning a lot, you won't realise. And I think if you're not earning, is it 21,000? I can't remember what the, what the threshold is now, I can't but remember. it's around that, yeah. Um, and then if you're not earning over that, you won't have to pay it back. And I think it gets wiped after 30 years as well. So mm. I'm not worried about it. But it is a bit of, a, a bit of an annoyance uh, because a couple of years ago it would have been 3,000, which just seems so much more manageable as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it now and I think, fuck, glad I was the other side of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Were you 3,000? Yeah. Yeah, it was 3,000, yeah. yeah. I've still got the student loan. You know, it's still got, it's all there. It's every year the, the big nasty statement falls through the door and <laughs> reminds me of itself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think people just expect more out of the degree as well. Yeah. So people can be quite bitter. Mm. Um, but I think you just got to make the best of the best of it yeah because it's it's a really good course and i'm having a lot of fun and if you're just managing yourself well you'll be fine you sound like someone who's embraced the independence side of it oh yeah definitely yeah yeah because it's i mean i remember much it was saying to us there are six of you on this course that are in mm. here near enough full-time <laughs> most of what we're given which we were you know we were, yeah. we were jay was one of them but he was on a different year to me mm -hmm. um 
And even though I didn't fully, like I said to you earlier, I didn't fully get how what a good thing I had, I, I didn't see the point of not being there. I thought, I, I thought no one's, this is not a degree where I'm going to come out with a certificate and then go and get a job. I no. grasped that much quite early on and it was like, if I don't make this happen, no one else is going to do it. I'm given this yeah, space. That's and a this, scary thing as well. It's a very adult environment, isn't it? It's like your tutors come in and there are dead tons of questions, but also you're left to your own devices to a large part of it, to giving you a freedom. Have you felt Have you felt a good, a healthy freedom from that? A healthy freedom from? From being given the space to find your own way? Yeah. Um, because we'll have um, lectures and then you're just expected to be working in your own time and if you don't have enough work that's that's your own fault <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know what else I'd be doing instead of drawing so yeah. and it's it's so fun so I don't know why people wouldn't and that doesn't change when you get into the industry it's not like um, you know nothing it's the same thing how hard you work is what you'll get back you know mm. it's not all about hours and graft I mean you know to be very clever with it but it's like <laughs> but it's um no one's gonna do it for you yeah and the people who like i said people who are knocking on doors like you are gonna get and are gonna, gonna go further because you will find your way and you will get your style and you will find whatever his so. need is and, and it will so. develop you will for sure you've got when you've got the attitude you've got and you work like you do you've certainly got the abilities so it's a case of it's just a case of waiting to get the right bits yeah. of input and the right revelations and meet the right people and so the, the fact is you can't rush that mm-hmm. you know I feel so much more confident now as well just um from the beginning of first year not knowing at all but then I don't know I just kept trying new things and experimenting with new things and I kept making myself do things that I wouldn't normally do like knocking on doors because I thought that if I can do that I can do anything mm. like, I can put myself out there like that. Is that, I mean, just like that experience we mentioned at your willow about turning up without a ticket and getting in, does that empower you? Do you feel like you do you feel like now you can do more because of that experience? Yeah, so much. Like, I want to do more. I want to sneak into more events. It's a bug, isn't it? <laughs> Off record. I got the bug a while back and um <laughs> fucking it's a bit of an adrenaline kick. It really is, <laughs> it is, and it doesn't come natural. It's still not natural, but I love it and I like yeah. that it's not natural and I like that I get that, that those nerves are addictive you know yeah. we should try and sneak in somewhere else yeah. where, should we, where should we go <laughs> that would be hilarious like a collective of sort of creative burglars <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're on the V&A roof <laughs> that should be a new art piece that would be great. yeah that would be really interesting until one of us falls off a roof or something stupid <laughs> Oh God! So, <laughs> so what's um, what's the running? What where, where are you building towards the degree show you mentioned? Yes. And then... um, so we've got the degree show coming up in May. So we're working on final major projects at the moment, mm. and then we've got to organise the whole degree show as well. So I'm part of the social media and promotion team, which actually I might give a <laughs> very cool give a little bit of promo now on the podcast. Nice, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, and we've got a blog as well, and it's just cu underscore depart. Cool. Yes, you're always allowed a cheap plug, aren't you? What, if you were to take away constraints, as in, you know, you've got to go into the industry and, and find your time, find your feet, get the connections, what what would you go and work on? If you could pick a commission, for example, or a picker, you know, I don't know if there's, is there someone you want to work for? Is there a job you'd like to do? Ooh, um... Yeah, there are plenty of magazines I'd like to work for. So, you know, just your usual Guardian, yeah. Independent, like, yeah, just lots of um, those kinds of magazines. But then 
um, I have this artist that I really look up to called Molly Crabapple, so I'd really one day like to be well known enough that I could approach her and ask to do a collaboration, some kind of collaboration. Very cool. She does lots of activist work in Turkey. Okay, yeah, so. yeah. Is that something you're interested in? Graphic activism and that type of angle? Or that type of... Uh, um, I haven't... I haven't um, gone into it, but yeah, definitely working for a cause, I think. Um, mm. So projects that I um, really support and groups that I really support as well. So I did um, a piece with the Mind Charity in Coventry in Warwickshire. Okay. Um, and they really liked it, and it was just, um, it was kind of just for me, but it was also for them, so I think uh, mm. they're using it as posters and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it just felt so good that I'd mm. produced something for a cause that I really believed in, so mm. I think definitely I'd... Yeah. Um, and yeah. actually, there's a great Try lesson. to approach people like that, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a great lesson for, uh, for not just you, but anyone in your shoes now or anyone recently out of university. There will be times when you're approached or asked to work, whether it's for free or exploited. But hopefully, I mean, did that feel like a, a good example of when it's right to do something that's kind of personal and creative and give that to a cause you believe in? I mean, essentially, what I'm saying is there, there are good ways to do pro bono work. And there's a big difference between that and free work. Do you feel like you are you ready for that? Are you ready for sort of time to fuck <laughs> off? We want to exploit your work. Oh, I don't know because we're told not to accept free work by mm. our lecturers. But then I went to the Yoilo event and everyone was telling me to do work for free. Stan told me <laughs> to do work for free as but long as it's as long as you're getting something out of yes, it. Yes, the right sort yeah. of free work. So in my estimate, I would say skill swaps, um, mm. stuff you've done off your own back, you know, yeah. because you want to do it and, you, and it's going to get you somewhere. Um, charity is good. Yeah, you mentioned I do mine there. That's cool. There are many ways that you have to do uh, personal projects or collaborations and not be paid for it if it's right. But then there will be people who come and, you know, they should be paying you. And it's not a yeah. cool project <laughs> or whatever. And, and because that's the thing, we all want that first commission, we all want that step into the industry. And sometimes we're, we give too much away to get it. Yeah. And it's a real risk, you know. So, And I get protective. Like, I meet people like you and I see the passion and I'm like, don't want you to get exploited, you know. And, <laughs> and I mean, I had another student get in touch and I was able to get her up from what she was going to quote, 150 quid for a project. And she ended up getting 800 quid. <gasps> wow. Because I advised her on what she should be charging. And I think that's it, though. Starting out, you feel really cheeky charging more than 100 mm-hmm. pounds for an illustration or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been studying? Though? You said you studied to find out before this so yeah. in total what we're talking in terms of years oh in our for our all together yeah in, in the, your, your sort of creative education oh what did GCSE as well are you counting that yeah we count okay. that definitely yeah mm, four, seven there you go seven, seven years so that's, that's one hell of an apprenticeship yeah that's a you know that's the way you got to look at it and now you're a professional but the moment you graduate, you're a professional. You know, it's mm-hmm. like so. That's why you shouldn't be giving away work for free. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like we said, not you know there are differences, but on the whole, yeah. you it's no different to someone who's got a qualification in whatever else, a trade, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, I think that's it as well. Like um, a lot of people say, oh, you're doing art. Oh, that must be so fun and everything. And it's just a hobby. And yes, oh. but it's also a lucrative <laughs> piece of fun. Or should yeah. be, because it's a specialist skill, you know. Mm. And you've had to train long enough for that. You know, you, that didn't come overnight. All then, all that stress and all those projects you've done where you've maybe not been as, you know, you maybe you got a grade that wasn't what you expected. All That's all putting you through the mill and that's all mm. part of your education. So 
you know, when people have, have that attitude. I understand where they're coming from and why yeah. they think like that, but I think it's up to us to educate them otherwise. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're jealous that they can't make a living out of Oh, I think there's, a, I think there's a lot of jealousy sometimes, yeah. I think, they, you know, why would they not be? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or the rock stars of the modern age. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not all easy, I don't think. It's, it's fucking um, hell, is it hell? <laughs> God, I'm starting. I'm getting all sweary because we're talking about the, uh, <laughs> the real life stuff. No, it's not easy. It's, my God, it's not. Making a living from your passion is not easy, believe me. Mm. <laughs> but you have the drive to want to do it, though. Yeah, so. gotcha. You know, that's not easy. And when, when there's no one day-to-day telling you what to do, yeah, it's a minefield. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the briefs have been really open, so it's just do whatever you want to do, which is really nice, but you think, oh... What do I want to do? That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? It's like, yeah. I mean, what are you? Are you? Are you what, what are you into? What's your thing? Have you got things? <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't sure. I was doing this newspaper uh, last term, so it's kind of full of um, somewhere humorous um, images, kind of political humorous images. I was kind of taking the piss a little bit out of some politicians, <laughs> and some were. Uh, I was dealing with some quite serious issues as well, like uh, date rape, um, and then I was kind of looking at society and just observing and making kind of humorous cartoons about that. So I did one where um, there was this hippo, that really fat hippo sitting in a chair, um, looking at sports, and he was saying, oh, useless, I could do that, and then you're meant to look as a viewer like, could you really do that, like sitting Mm -hmm. in... Sitting yeah. in your chair with your feet up, and then that was just a comment on I yeah. don't know yeah. what what men are like yeah. generally. So you, what you so, <laughs> so I mean from that I'm taking that you've got a are you drawn to that to that side of things uh, the sort of humorous I don't know comment stuff it seems like you've yeah, got things to say yeah kind of social that, commentary I'd say yeah. Um, yeah. sometimes it takes a humorous turn sometimes it's a little mm. bit darker I think but um, they always look quite cute and cartoon like and then some have <laughs> a more sinister image <laughs> behind nice, it. Nice. And um, you got a website, right? Yes. What is it? It is <laughs> <laughs> um, hazelmead dot wix forward slash artist. Wix is spelled W I W I X. X. Very cool. And last but not least, Shark in the Tank. And I can't remember what you said the first time I tried to interview you, but I need a love and a hate, <laughs> very loosely themed within the creative worlds. Okay. Um. I'm going to say the one I said before, actually, for love. So I love musicals. Because it's kind of loosely creative, but there's all the sound designers there. There's nothing wrong with that. I think (laughs) there's a lot of good uh, creative lessons to be learned from them. Oh, yeah. I think so. And then hate (sighs) time, I think. Yeah? Yeah, time just going too quickly, not having enough time to do everything I want to do. (laughs) Now that that the big university egg time was upside down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's gone by so quickly as well. Brilliant. But you don't regret any of it? Not at all. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time, Hazel. Thank you. Thank you very much to Hazel Mead for taking the time to talk to me and to do that. Very kind of her to give up study time. Top lass. Really good girl. Uh, talented. Finding her feet at the moment. Um, this wasn't ever about you know picking someone up and going, like they're the best in the class, I want to talk to them. I was more concerned with the intangibles. I was more concerned with 
get up attitude, positive outlook, someone who's willing to learn, someone who's willing to develop and to to get out there. Um, Hazel's work's great, and and but she's in that same boat as all the rest of the students, as she said there, to find her identity, to establish that brand, to to do it in the right time because there is no right time except what's right for you. We all do it. It took me about two years to make my starts in industry after university, working in all sorts of jobs. Um, misled. If you go back and listen to episode four, hugely inspiring. She graduated from a fine art degree and did not get started in industry for another eight years. So there is no right time. There are some people who fall straight into a job right out of university. It can be whatever it is for you. You just have to stay positive, work bloody hard, and be quite uncompromising in finding who you are and what works for you and how you package that and take it to people. So thanks to Hazel for that. Thank you to my wonderful sponsors, printed.com, heartinternet.co.uk and illustrationweb.com. Ongoing support for the show. Thank you to the AOI.com, the Association of Illustrators, for their plugs too. Very, very kind and very important. I've got a great team of people supporting this show now and none more than new listeners. It's so important because if I didn't have the listeners, I doubt I'd be doing this show now after a year and a half or whatever it's been since I started. So thank you ever so much for doing that. It really does mean a lot. Please do go and uh, tell your mates, spread the word, leave us a review on iTunes, very valuable. Um, and hit us up on the Twitter at Arrest All Mimics. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to have Katie Dominey from Artsred coming up soon to talk about the other side of things, so the industry perspective on students and graduates and what makes for a strong graduate, what comes across as professional, how can you present your work in the right way. Lots of things coming up to that end, so look out for that. So thanks as ever, guys. Cheers for tuning in and catch you all very soon. <laughs>